Hey y'all, DJ Louie here, just dropping a preview of our latest Pop Pantheon All Access episode, which is a conversation between me and Vulture's Jason P. Frank about Kim Petras' new album, Feed the Beast, which dropped last Friday. If you enjoy this little snippet and you want to hear the rest of the episode, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or click the link in the show notes of this episode. All right, I'm back once again with Jason P. Frank of Vulture. Jason, hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you for emphasizing the P. I really don't want it to be missed. I wouldn't miss it. If you tell me what to call you, I'm going to call you that. Like that is just you know yeah. how I how I feel about people. What a gentleman. What a gentleman. I believe people when they tell me who they are. Uh-huh. All right. So we're here today once again to talk about Kim Petras, maybe to your chagrin. I don't totally know. But um, <laughs> yeah, I you mean, do. You totally yeah, know. They don't know what we were just talking about. The... Uh, <laughs> The uh, subject of our previous main feed episode of the show, who dropped her debut record, obviously, this past Friday, Feed the Beast, an album that I believe begs the question, is Ava Max a aspirational figure in pop music right now? Question mark? <laughs> I'm asking. Uh, uh, apparently, yeah, apparently she is. I mean, she is in some ways successful and in other ways. Is she? So bland. I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know her chart statistics off the top of my head. And that's a sign that she's not, I guess, because <laughs> I know everybody's chart statistics off the top of my head. Let's see. what does she, How many top 10 songs does she have? None from this recent album, I don't think. That's why I'm asking this yeah, question to get us here, because that's I'm kind of true. like, this record, I think, is, has been noted by a lot of people that have written about it, including, obviously, Shad D'Souza's review in Pitchfork, has sort of pointed to what you brought up at the beginning of our episode, which was when you referred to the BB Rexification of Kim Petras. And this record, I think, pretty much, unfortunately, like lives up to that idea or like maybe is like the hopefully the apex or the peak of that trend in Kim Petras's like musical evolution. Maybe a, maybe a better first question for you is what is your top line reaction to Feed the Beast? It's bland, it's anonymous. Even the good songs are not Kim songs. It, there's a lot of competence displayed but very little personality. Do you feel surprised by that? If you had asked me a year and a half ago, I would have been, but Mm. I think this is where it's been leading. So I I would say no. And maybe we can just sort of lay out a little bit like we did a lot of this work, obviously, in our last episode. But like what changed over the last year and a half that led your expectations to shift so drastically about her? She's been leaning away from camp. I guess really it's it's even like six months. It started with Unholy, I'd say. There were signs like when the minute that she signed with a new major label, she got a lot less exciting in a lot of ways. But Slut Pop was also released on that label. And I think that that's like fun and funny. And I, I like Slut Pop well enough. So I, I think it really started with Unholy, I'd say, even if there were signs that she, she was making minor works primarily. And then we got Jesus is a rock star. Jesus was a rock star Living like a party every day And diving off the stage If you give it to a pop star Then not I wanna be just like him We got Alone, we got Burr And all of these singles were Actively bad Kim Petra songs And some of them didn't even sound like Kim Petra songs at all mm-hmm. And when you have a kind of career arc that looks like you're going to get some success and then you immediately become more boring it becomes very easy to understand the narrative that you are trying to make yourself accessible at all costs to the point of lacking personality 
And I think that's what's happened here. It, when I heard Feed the Beast, in, in some ways it was my worst fears, but I would also say it was the logical conclusion, mm-hmm. right? Like the logical conclusion had been my worst fear for yeah. her and now it's happened. I s- agree with you. And I've been like messing around with this idea and I'm curious like what you think about it because I think part of what's going on here is a question that we did sort of start to poke at a little bit in that episode, but it's yeah. like, what does Kim want? And like, where does she fit in the pop sort of landscape? And also like bigger questions about where an artist like Kim Petras like is supposed to slot into the firmament of pop in 2023. Because I think all of those questions are, I think, what has led us to this kind of mishmashy and like personality-less album from an artist that I think had a lot of distinct personality on some of her best work. I've been just wondering this as I listened to this record because my first reaction to it was kind of like, okay, this is the sound of just like what maybe someone thinks they have to do to cross over out of indie niche gay pop darling to larger scale mainstream success. And I sent a tweet to that effect and one of the listeners to the show, Garrett Clayman, who is often smart about things like this, made the point that it was like, but like, does anything alone aside and alone being like kind of like gesturing at the BB Rexa song, the I'm Good song, i.e. taking like a major 90s novelty dance hit and like turning it into like just a version of the same song for the radio today. Does anything else on this record really even sound like what's happening in radio pop today? And like, that was the thing that I thought was a decent point. Cause I was kind of like, and that's why I bring up Ava Max. Cause I'm like, all right. So it's like, on the one hand, I feel like you have artists like the old version of Kim Petras or Charlie or whoever that are like yeah. somewhat conversant with bubblegum pop but are doing something interesting and that are niche legends in the parlance of the show and that are not really necessarily like aiming for number one singles and then you've got like the avas and bb's who are like also not huge pop stars but whose whole career seems to be about trying to like find number one singles but like in a completely anonymous way and then the other thing would be that you have kind of like the big mainstream pop stars of the moment like taylor and beyonce and sizza and billy eilish and the weekend and whatever else my point being this record doesn't sound like the weekend. It doesn't sound like Taylor Swift. It doesn't sound like, I don't know, whatever else is like actually hitting and making big mainstream pop stars. It doesn't even sound like unholy really that much. So like, what is the purpose of this? Like, why has she gone in this particular direction? I guess is my question, like with her music. It feels like they're aiming lower. It feels like they decided that Rita, Ava, BB is more achievable for Kim. But like, what does that get her? It gets her more radio play for sure. I mean, I've heard alone on the radio. I've been in an Uber that was playing radio songs and I've heard alone. Like that's happened and that was not happening before. But alone has been obviously a big disappointment compared to like what I think they hoped for. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it hasn't charted. It's got 30 million Spotify streams. Whatever radio play is getting feels payola-y to me at best or, or, you know, whatever. So like my feeling was they put all their chips into that song. They cleared that sample. They obviously purchased this Nicki verse. Like they were hoping that that was going to be the song that like worked and made it, made her 
a solo like mainstream hit artist. But I don't even hear other songs on this album that are trying that really. Like I just hear like that's why I brought up the Ava Max thing because that record was a big right. fucking flop, right? I mean that second Ava Max record did nada. So what is the point of making Kim Petras into Ava Max? I, I just return to that question. Like Ava Max is not getting played on the radio right now. Yeah, to me it feels like there's an amount that they are scared of Kim still, and I think it has mm. to do with her transness. Right. I think it has to do with her weirdness when she's like left to her own devices. And I think ultimately the idea was to make her as safe as possible, mm. right? Like, oh, tone this down, tone this down, tone this down. And what you're left with is no personality at all. If you're just toning down, toning down, toning down, you're not left with much of anything. You're not left with an iconoclast, right? Like the people that you named who are big, big pop stars, they are iconoclasts. Yes. I think whether it's the label, whether it's Kim herself, whether it's the songwriter she was working with, were decided that she was too frightening for a lot of people. Mm. And so they decided to make her as safe as possible. Mm -hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense because this record feels safe and yet also misguided. Like, that's the thing that's so yeah, strange it's, it's about it. Yeah, they're wrong about yeah, it. Yeah, like it's because the truth of the matter is about all the pop stars that we talked about is that you kind of do have to be a little bit daring and iconoclastic to be a mainstream pop star today. I mean, that's everybody that I spoke about. That's always, you've always had to be a little bit daring and iconoclastic to be a real pop star. Yeah, but I think there was an era, like let's say in like 2008, 9, 10, 11, where you could like make a kind of like down the middle, what radio pop generically sounded like on that day and sort of like weasel your way into some form of like pop success in a way that I think is even harder to achieve now. You were never a pop star in the way that like Tayo Cruz did that, yes, sure. exactly. But Kim wants to be a pop <laughs> great, star. Great example. Or like even Jesse J or something like that. Right, like Kim wants to be a star. I agree, but I think that like today more than ever, you need a unique point of view. Pop stardom is like a world building exercise more so than it is like a search for a generically perfect hit. I think more than ever, you look at it, a SZA as a great example of this, right? Like SZA couldn't be further away from trying to make like a bulletproof Max Martin and Dr. Luke style radio hit. She's like incredibly idiosyncratic. Her music is insular. They're weirdly structured. That's how pop stardom works. People feel really invested in her cult, right? Like the cult of SZA. They're connected to her on this deep emotional level. I think same goes for Billie Eilish. I think same goes for Taylor, although obviously she's much more of a traditional song crafter than either of those two maybe, or I don't know. So the thing is that I don't understand how a group of smart people that are trying to craft her career could think that this was wise unless, which is what I think what was happening here is that you're right. They were panicking. They didn't know what to do. And this is just like an attempt to get something out there. Cause I think the other thing about feed the beast that I think is important is what I hear when I listen to this music is what was on the hard drive. Let's pick the like 12 least offensive things that we have on the hard drive that maybe were culled from different ideas for this album or different, more interesting possible like concepts that we had going yeah, on here. Yeah, sex talk is from Problematique. Right. Like yeah, we, yeah. Know that that we know that that was supposed to be on a previous, yeah. Yeah, so it's really not only disappointing to hear an artist that like had such a high batting average in the early part of her career with good tunes come up with so few good tunes in the moment when the spotlight is on her. But I think the thing that's- Is really, it? Yes, because- Anymore? 
Or you think that if she had had banger to banger, it would have been a I'm, real I'm still actual I'm hit still album. disappointed. Yes, I still feel disappointed that this wasn't better. I'm disappointed. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I just don't think eyes are on her anymore. I think she's already. I, I think she's agree. already lost it. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised, yeah. I guess would be my answer. So I guess in digging into this a little further, is there anything on this record that you feel like works or is representative of Kim's strengths or like what we might have hoped for on a Kim Petras major label debut that was better than this turned out to be? There are two songs that I think are actively good Kim Petras songs. There are other songs that I could make an argument for being like good songs. Um, that was just a preview. If you want to hear the rest of that episode, plus all of our bonus content, which includes at least three bonus episodes of the show per month, access to our Discord channel, and so much more, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or click the link in the show notes of the episode.